Bonjour. Oui. Bonjour. Guten Tag. No. We are... Wrong, wrong language. <laughs> this is It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the technical filmmaker point of view. Some might call it a cynical point of view. And from a certified expert on romance. Mm-hmm. Too true, too true. I can attest to that. I've got all the paperwork. I can, I can sh- attest to, to that. To show you. <laughs> uh, my name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And tonight we're going to be looking at a little film called... Her Pen Pal. And let's start things off like I, I like to do uh, lately because titles are, are really big for me. Uh, how did you feel about the title of this? Um, if I'm being honest. This is an honest podcast. <laughs> I feel like they could have had a better title. Yeah. I like it, but I don't love it. Okay. For what this movie was, I feel like it could have had a better title. I actually agree with you 100%. Yeah. The title kind of threw me a little bit. Like, obviously, he's her pen pal. But They're he, both pen pals, I But guess. he's so much more he's than so that. so much more. Uh, so, yeah, the title was a little, a little weak for me. Maybe something... French, perhaps, I don't know. Or maybe that, that cool word that they say in the movie, that cool French word, that would have been a neat title, something fun like that. Um, but yeah, so title, you know, it was okay. It was okay. That was probably the only okay thing about this film, though. I, I did like the, the font of the title. The you like font the, you like the intro of the title chose, card they, they did? They finally picked some font that I, that I didn't hate. Well, so. it's funny because this was, for me, when I was watching, it was kind of like a, a classic hallmark intro where it opens up title card right away like they don't mess around they don't do anything title card right away then they hit the actors and then they go into the film so very classic very uh very natural i i enjoyed that i agree with you font font choice was was good but you guys aren't here about font choices or if you are <laughs> they give might me, be sign to my dm let's talk fonts uh so I mean, I'm guessing you really enjoyed it since you said the title is the only okay thing. It could go either way. It could go. <laughs> it could go it I mean, could go I don't way. think you hated it. Well, you know, we have our sort of rating scale. You know, is this a, is this a film that you would watch again? Is this one? It's that, a very loose, loose scale. I think it's a great it's scale. A, <laughs> I think it's a good scale. Because, I mean, that's how you tell. You know, let's talk about the scale for a minute. Because that's how I feel like that's how you tell if you really like a film, if you want to watch again, like the, even the next day, if you're like, I could, I could watch this again. Or, you know, you have those films where you just have them on, especially, you know, around, you know, Christmas time, Hallmark's known for the Christmas movies, obviously, you know, well, you, you know, some of these films are like Yule Logs. You'll pop them on in the background, you'll go about your day and they're just there for that, that screen warmth. We have a very high electric bill because we just oh, keep no, our real, TV no, on. All the time. And then there are those that don't do not do anything for you. You just don't even want to look at them, you know. And so I like the scale. Scale, so, I mean, I think that's a good a good rating system for us instead of giving the old A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, I agree. G? It is, G? is our scale, and I enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. Um, G. Wow, that's I some know. scale. It's low. So for me, for this film, this is one I would definitely watch again. Um, I don't really think there was much I I didn't like at all. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking about this because, you know, we watch these together, but we don't say anything. Um, even after we're done watching, we try to keep our opinions to ourselves. Um, there's a moment in this film where I shouted at the TV, so that was kind of hard to keep in. Um, but, you know, we kind of keep it, keep it neutral. But yeah, this film was, this film was great. Yeah, well, when we live tweet, it's a little bit harder for us to hide our feelings because we are tweeting together. It's so, true. Uh, but if anyone's wondering how I feel about how, how did you feel how, about how, how I feel, feel about it, uh, I absolutely, absolutely <laughs> would watch this film again, mm-hmm. and I already have, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I will watch it again. Probably quite soon. Would you say, how would you rank this overall? I mean, is this, is this in your, your top list? Was this, is this a top Hallmark piece for you? Well, you know, throughout this podcast, I make some pretty bold statements. You do make a lot of bold statements. I'm going to make 
some bold statements in, in this episode. Okay, I, I got a few myself. So just pocket, buckle, pockets full of bold. Buckle up, Betty. I got some bold <laughs> statements going on in this episode. Oh, uh, buckle up, Betty. It has been my favorite that I've seen, dare I say, this whole year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would say this one and... Um, New Year's Resolution. New Year's Resolution doesn't count, though. That's, that was in January, though, was it not? Or no, did it play? No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay, I guess, I guess New Year's Resolution counts. So this one, New Year's Resolution, and then the Irish one are pretty excellent. Yes. Those are my top three so far. If anyone else is curious, those are my top three. Um, I hope they're curious. I mean, I would assume that they're here for our opinion. <laughs> so um, why don't we go ahead and get into the meat of it? Talk to me about the plot summary, because I've been waiting for this plot summary. <laughs> I'm going to build it up. You said this was the best plot summary <laughs> you have ever written. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for this. After I finished it, I felt like I had written the, you know, great American novel. I I just, it was, it's just a summary. So the great American summary. Okay. Let's hear it. Of 2021 for her pen pal. Mm -hmm. Victoria heads to Paris to plan her best friend's wedding only to find out her ex is showing up with a date. Her friends remind her of her first love, Jacques, a Parisian pen pal she met in high school. They reconnect for the week, and Jacques takes her on a tour de France, teaching her the ways of Paris. They reminisce of their young love and find their hearts drawn to one another once more unlocked. That was really good. I had some alliteration in there. That was actually, that was good. I think that is your best one. Yeah, some, some pretty bad French accent that was good. Uh, pronunciations. That was good. Can, uh, I, can I be honest real quick with you, just real fast? So you say Tour de France. Uh, I kept thinking that he was going to show her like the actual Tour de France. Like I thought they were going to look at some bikes, you know, take oh. a little trip. Like I, the whole movie, I, I kept being like, all right, where are the bikes? Where are these bikes that he's going to take her to? No, it was just a tour of France. Yeah, I get that now. Yeah. After hearing you, but only until you said that. Like, I totally forgot. I was thinking that the whole time. So that's, that's on me. That's cute. That's on me. I mean, you never know. He, <laughs> he could have, that could have been. But I guess that was like their cute little name. But it was really funny because when he said that, I'm like, wow, I guess she's into bikes and we didn't know about it. Maybe it was in <laughs> one of the pen pal letters. Um, so great summary. Can you give us a rundown on our two main leads? Can I ever? Because I've got some, I've got some notes on our two main leads. This whole podcast. Like you're, you're fanning yourself already. <laughs> like you're, you're fanning yourself already. I, I prefaced this before we started recording. I told Ham that I might make him a little uncomfortable in this episode. Okay. So I apologize beforehand. I'm apologizing again because you know you are my partner and I love you dearly, but. Uh, the the male lead in this film. Yes. Uh, well, first we'll start off with with Mallory. Sure. Mallory, wonderful Mallory Jansen, plays Victoria, and we love her. Mm-hmm. She was in on the twelfth date of Christmas, which was my, our first time seeing her, and we loved her then. We loved her in this movie. Yeah, we even said, I want to see her in more films. Yeah, we were so excited to see her in this one. And she's just, uh, you know, we use the word delight, you know, for some of our yeah. favorites. And I just think she, she's really... She's a, I mean, you know, she's a delight. Anytime she was on screen, it was a delight to see. Yes, she's beautiful. Mm. She's funny, charismatic. I loved seeing her, like, she just fit right in in Paris. And, and, and she's real. You know, there's yeah. a realness to her and the characters that she plays. And, you know, I think that, you know, has something to do also with, with the writer of the film, um, you know, writing these characters so realistically. But, no, she, she crushed this, this role. Yes. 
And then we have our male lead. Cameron, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh this is a, a shock to me that I've never seen this man in anything before. Yeah, where's he been? Well, he's been in a few things. Not not much. Okay. I hope that is going to change. Yeah, we're going to be writing letters to Hallmark. I'm going to Petition. look up everything that he's ever been in and watch watch it all. Mm. Um, and then, you know, set up a Google alert for any <laughs> new happenings. <laughs> Uh, the man in question is Joshua Sass, mm-hmm. uh, who plays Jacques. I think his most known role uh, was in a TV show, a very short-lived TV show called Gallivant, oh, which yeah. I saw previews of. I'm not quite sure why we never watched it, because it seemed entertaining. It was right. like a musical comedy of like medieval times and... Uh, fantasy type deal um and i love musicals so I, I don't know why we didn't watch it right but he was the main character in there i think it only had like two seasons but funnily enough mallory and he were both in that show together really yeah ah, maybe so this was like a reunion that's for really them. cool that explains some of the chemistry i bet they had some of the chemistry. I'm sorry. A lot of the chemistry they had. Yeah. Uh, so I had seen that beforehand that they were both in it, but I never saw the show, so it didn't, you know. But I'm sure fans of that show were very excited to see them back together. Yeah. And I read that they were also very excited, that it was a nice little reunion for them. But yes, he he was something, something fierce. <laughs> this, fierce. This man, this man... Um, Probably one of the strongest male leads I've seen. I mean, he's he's climbing to the top. Like this. So is, you're just making the bold statements for me. Yeah, I'm gonna make it for you. <laughs> I'm gonna make it for because honestly, I mean, he he crushed the role completely, and he he nailed what it what it means to be a hallmark male lead in these films, in my opinion. And he is not French. No, no. But. Gosh, if I didn't believe that he was. <laughs> and I knew he wasn't French when I went into it, but I was just like, I I was so consumed with this character. And this is, I'm just going to say the bold statement here. Jacques is my favorite male character in a Hallmark movie ever. Okay. That's huge. No, I mean, that's that's a huge statement. Yeah. Even for you, that's a really big statement to make. I I have never been so enamored <laughs> with a character before. I yeah. don't know. And that's what I meant by possibly making you uncomfortable. Because if Jacques were real... No, I would tell you to go for it. I would leave you for yeah, him. Yeah, and I would be okay with that. <laughs> I'd be run... Go to him right now. Because, I mean, honestly, I mean, there got to a point where I was like, he's too perfect. Yeah. Like, he's too perfect. So I kept waiting for some sort of tragic, dark backstory to emerge or something, some sort of character flaw. It never showed up. I'm, I'm okay with it not showing he up. He does but... have one. We'll talk about it later. Okay. But he does have a, 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 a tiny flaw. Yeah, like the, the tiniest thing. But, you know, I was expecting something a little bit darker. But he, yeah, he's probably one of the top for me. Um, as far as, like, charm, humor like boldness the way he handled cameron the bold, ex oh and the flirt like oh my goodness oh he just eyes everywhere the look you talk about smolder you've you brought smolder. up smolder <laughs> in a in past episodes yeah i think and, I, and wisdom too he's a, he's a smart man you know he he has some he's you know well read yeah he cooks i mean he's he's got the package like this he jacques is the is like the whole entire package, the dream of what these these Hallmark characters should be, the, the male lead, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he embodied it all. And you could tell because we were, we were live tweeting, Twitter was going crazy over this character. Oh, like, yeah. It's not just us. It's not just us singing his praises. Everyone was just going off on Jock. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely fell in love with him. Yeah. I don't know about you, but... Okay. <laughs> um, so... 
So this whole podcast is just going to be us this is talking Jacques. about this is Jacques. Jacques, Jacques podcast. <laughs> we're going to start from his early childhood up to his teens, and we're going to go through him to college. No, he he was great, obviously, but there's more to it than Jacques. Uh, absolutely. Uh, this is this film was written by Joie Botkin. Yes, who, we know and love her. She's awesome. Uh, we're honored to say that we know her now, that we've met her and interviewed her, and we were so excited for this movie, and I'm so happy to say you did good, Joie. You did good. This might, and honestly, it might be my new favorite of hers. Yeah. Um, man, what great writing. Mm-hmm. Just from the beginning, I just was, I, I just had joie all over it. And I, yeah, I just enjoyed it immensely. It was so funny. It was so sweet, so romantic. You know, for me, I, I really resonated with this because the main character, uh, Victoria, just got out of a relationship six months ago, right? Out of a, a 12, 12 year, year relationship. Which I thought my jaw dropped when I know. that information. It was, was... It's crazy. It's crazy because I've never seen that before in a film, where usually it's like, okay, you know, we've kind of been, you know, dating here and there. You know, the the ex, you know, I'm using my air quotes, ex. You know, they've been dating for a few months, maybe maybe a few years, but a twelve year relationship was unheard of. Yeah, beautiful. I loved it. Uh, and then the best part, man, we got it. We got to talk, Cameron. We gotta talk, Cameron. Do we? Yeah. Have to. No, I know we do. My whole thing with Cameron was. Cameron's I, the ex, by the way. I mean, just I don't know if we yeah, explain the that. ex that she was with for twelve years. And can I just say, how? That's it. How was she with that person for twelve years? I don't know. When she knew Jacques existed in the world. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And she'd, she'd seen Jacques had come to him. She'd hung out with Jacques before. So this wasn't like uh, an online pen pal, you know, that you just write a few letters to. Jacques had visited her in the States. Did she like eternal sunshine herself that she just <laughs> just did not remember him anymore? Well, even take Jacques out of the out of the equation, right? Take him out of the equation. Do we have to? We do. Cameron <laughs> is not right for her no cameron is not right for hardly anyone i mean this this guy talk about no personality right no personality just just a dud and not he and again this is the character not the actor the actor who is yes played by lachlan nybor right crushed it because i hated cameron right from the moment yeah and we were supposed to rightfully so like he infuriates me and i think he infuriated all of us um because this guy after only being apart for six months brings a date to the wedding like who, who does that you know your ex is going to be there don't do that to them like why would you do that yeah and let's talk about this scene so it's not really a meet cute but she's seeing him for the first time jacques no cameron, cameron. Oh, we're going to get to the Jacques. But this precedes the Jacques meeting. So he shows up with the date. And can I just say, this this was one of the best scenes, I think, like acted-wise, performed uh, in the whole movie. Uh, Mallory Jansen, I think, did an incredible job with this scene. Because at this point, we don't realize that it's been... That they were together for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Because I can't even imagine like being with someone for that long and then breaking up for, you know, six months and then them already with someone else. So when they, when he walks in with his date uh, and she, just that whole scene, like yeah. her face, the reaction, like her awkward laughing, just the way she was hiding uh, in the elevator it, and well, not even before that. Like she, like just like the inflections in her voice where she's like, "So good to see you." Like I just I loved everything about it. I thought it was so funny how she played it. Um, but then it was like the soul crushing when she brings up like, "Oh, it must be 
tough when you guys argue because they're both lawyers. And then he looks at his date, Jen, and it's like, oh, well, we don't, we don't really argue. <sighs> I think I even looked at you and was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, he didn't. So right away, we hate Cameron. Right away. That's his, that's his first line, basically, where you're just like, yeah. But this- the, the best thing about Cameron, though, is that he pushed her to get in touch with Jacques. Or really pushed her friends to get in touch with Jacques for her. Without that, without Cameron being so awful, I don't think she contacts Jacques. I don't think her friends get Jacques on the phone. So he played his role. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is no Jacques. Let's not Cameron. give him too much credit. I mean, I think, and it, let's talk about the friends. Oh my God. I'm going to say something. I'm going to I'm gonna make a bold, a bold statement. Okay. Uh, I think some of the best friends in a Hallmark film. Yeah. Supporting cast in this movie all the way. Everyone was fantastic. Um, her two best friends, Tracy and Natalie, played by Jane Wisner and Amy Louise Pemberton, they were wonderful. And I loved this, this like group. And yes, we talk about it endlessly, but it felt so real. Like they felt like genuine friendships. There was, and real quick, because it's really important for me to talk about this because it's, it makes these movies feel real. And you know, I say this a lot. It, I can't imagine, I'm not an actor, and I can't imagine having to act like I've known someone for like 12 years, you know, that we're, we're best friends. How do you act like someone's best friend? Like, it just blows my mind. And so in this film, there's a lot, and I think this goes gives credit to um, probably the, I think this gives credit to the director, who is... Claire Niederprum. Mm-hmm. The, the director, Claire, they, they must have said something about physical contact in this. Because if you look at the couples, you know, the wedding couples that are there, you know, the bridesmaid and their, their spouses and everything, uh, the couples are very very attentive to each other. They're touching each other. They're putting their heads on each other's shoulders. There's a lot of, a lot of physical contact that permeates throughout this friends group, and I love it because it, it makes it feel like a genuine friends group. And so there's a moment um, towards the middle of the film where Victoria and her friends are talking and they all kind of give each other a hug and it's in the middle of the street and it's this beautiful shot and it's just full of love and they're all you know touching um her friend's belly because she's pregnant just it's amazing like i was it really had nothing to do with this love story but it was about a story about friendship at the same time and just it really drew me in Oh, yeah. And I love seeing these like whole groups of friends when it feels so authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from the opening scene when uh, I think it's Natalie and Seth just arrive at the hotel in Paris and Victoria comes running out of the ballroom and she does like this sort of like slide, like slide on the floor and like stops and is like like she just just genuinely excited to see her friends and like puts her arms out and they're just like hugging and embracing. And I just was like, I just, yeah, stuff like that, details like that, the physicality of it all. uh, Yeah, it was all so wonderful. And you just really immediately felt like you knew these people and I loved it. Yeah, it it really, really, really well done. It really, it sold, sold the movie for me. And it didn't, you know, sometimes when you, focus on a friend group it can kind of bog down and you want to move on to the main you made the main meat of it but I, I never felt like that I was interested in these people I wanted to know more about these people and their relationships and it just it- yeah I really loved the the side stories um especially the one with Natalie and Seth about her pregnancy mm-hmm. and how it's changing their relationship already and they like dive into it and I just it was so moving and real and no, I'm not pregnant, but I felt, I'm sure other people felt it to be very relatable mm. and how I would imagine it to be relatable. Um, that he's just so overprotective, which is so sweet and wonderful, but she's like, I don't want to lose us. And so I just thought that whole storyline was really wonderful. Yeah. So let's get to the real meet cute, not between Victoria and Cameron, her evil ex-boyfriend, but between Victoria and Joao. And Victoria and Jacques, who, by the way, is only there because of her great, wonderful friends. Call Jacques up on the phone. Hilarious scene, by the way. I was cracking up. Like, that was, that was great. It was so good. Uh, and, you know, 
cut to our first scene of shock. He's wearing this like really nice dark green sweater. It's funny you say that because I in my notes I wrote down sweater matches his eyes. Oh my gosh. Like l- costuming. Costuming. Oh, we got to give a big shout out. Oh my goodness. Uh costume designer for this film is Irina Kocheva. She bravo. Mhm. So many pieces in this. Fit the characters, fit Paris. I mean, these beautiful dresses. Got a little Audrey in there every once in a while with the sunglasses and some of the dresses there. Uh, Victoria wears this like slanky, slanky? Slanky? Let's go with that. Slanky blue sort of like silky looking sleeveless dress with like some white sneakers. that She's like walking. I was just like, oh my gosh. I loved that dress on her. There's I a, could not a wear a dress like that. She, It just like... There was a few dresses. Some of the sundresses she wore. Oh, and then that pink one at the end mm-hmm. with the big bow on the shoulder. Oh my gosh. Yeah, costuming was And And that fantastic. makes a difference, right? I mean, we've talked about this in some of the other films. We're like, yeah, the costume was good. You know, it kind of fit the characters. This just elevates everything. It makes a huge difference in these characters. And what Jacques wears, like, oh man... Yeah, great. even the side characters, like the clothes they wore, like you just you felt like you knew them just it, yeah, from it's like not, the clothes they were wearing. It's not a situation where we have one character wearing pink the whole time and another character wearing blue the whole time for like every single outfit. You know, they, they're real people, they're real outfits. Phenomenal work. Yeah, um, there's a suit that um, Mike wears, the the groom yeah. of Who's Getting Married, played by Gregory Haney. He was great, loved him. Uh, for, I think it's like their wedding. It's like one of the first party wedding activities they have. He's wearing this like burgundy jacket, suit jacket. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think. Yep. And she's wearing, uh, Tracy is pl- wearing like a sort of pink number. So it like they complement each other, but it wasn't like the same. Co- I don't know. I just everything like I just loved. I just, I just loved everything about it's, it, I mean, it's, it's the attention to detail. And we're we're going to gush. You guys are going to hear us gush for the next this hour. This is going to be like a three-hour yeah. podcast. But even, but I think, you know, speaking of, you know, just the costuming and, and the hair and makeup, there was a scene, and also the camera work, too. There was a scene, it must have been, not the, re- maybe it was the rehearsal dinner. I couldn't, I think it was the rehearsal dinner when Jacques first meets her at the, when Jacques comes to the rehearsal dinner. And he walks in and he looks over at her and Victoria looks at the camera, and the way that the camera framed her up, it was you know it was a pretty close shot. Just the way her hair looked, the lighting, it was outside, the dress she was wearing, it it blew me away. Like I think I, I gasped a little bit. Like it was such a beautiful shot, wonderfully executed. It just struck a chord. And then we cut back to Jacques and his reaction. He was feeling what I was feeling, like just ah, like breathless, just awesome. Yes. So, the meet-cute of Jacques and Victoria. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm stealing that, joie. I'm stealing holy crap because I loved it. It was so clever that she, you know, she, and she, she, of course, Victoria, she's so busy. She's this big-time wedding planner. She's got to taste some champagne. Yep. So she has no time to look up and see who's coming to help her, you know, pick a champagne for the wedding. Because you wouldn't be expecting Jean. No, she would not. Especially not in that moment. She's right. seated. A, a gentleman walks up. I mean, I feel like I would have <laughs> noticed how attractive he was. But, you know, her mind's on champagne. She's very focused she's doing this for her friend and of course she thinks he's the the sommelier some close mm, i can't ever say that word sommelier sure okay that sounds better sounds better (laughs) um and it's it's not obviously it's Jacques, but he just he sees what's happening so he just he just jumps in he's like i'm gonna just play along and he starts offering her the champagnes and just that the dialogue is just so funny. 
I'm not going to reenact it. I feel like you're about to. I feel like like you're about to. You know, let's let's grab some champagne. Let's just do the whole scene. Let's do the whole scene for our listeners. We should just rewatch the movie and go scene by scene and then just like do like commentary over it. I mean, we're we're basically doing that right now (laughs) because we love this movie so much. But no, that I mean, that scene was great because he played into it and the way he's talking about the champagne and he has that classic line. um, What is it? Uh, Not everything... I was going to say the duct tape line. Oh, I was going to say the other line about the not everything old is better or something about that. Because she was like, do you have something older? Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's better. I don't quite remember the line. Well, you can tell, I mean, you can tell a joie movie because, again, there's so many quotable lines. Like just pearls of wisdom sprinkled throughout. Uh, Yeah, so many quotable lines. And I will actually say, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old, but. You are. Yeah. A, a lot of dialogue. Sometimes it's a little fast for me. And also there was like some French words, French words flying about. So the second watch, I watched it with subtitles and I caught, I didn't, I didn't catch the duct tape line the, oh, the first time I saw it. So it was, um, champagne is what duct tape is to the Americans. It fixes everything. Yeah. 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 Which is true. Duct tape does fix everything. Yeah, just, as does champagne. I was like, that's so funny. And she, apparently that's something Jacques said a lot because she knew from that line, oh my gosh, duct tape, it's him. <laughs> and, and yeah, just that interaction, kind of like awkward. He's like doing the double mm. kiss on the cheeks and she's like, oh. <laughs> and I remember this. It was just so, so cute. And she immediately was like, I'm I'm done. We can go frolic in Paris. Which was really cool to see. So I let's let's talk a little story real quick. Mm-hmm. Before we talk before we talk technical, let's talk story. This to me is what Beverly Hills wedding should have been. In the sense that we have a wedding planner planning a wedding for their friend who immediately realizes that they're planning the wrong wedding. They're doing it poorly. They're planning this big extravagant thing when their friend wants something small. I love the pivot early in the film for this, where, where Victoria realizes that Tracy doesn't want this big, huge wedding. Even though they're already in Paris, she can you know scale it back and do something small. I'm so glad to see that, you know, that self-awareness that she has, and really that that change. Because normally you save this for the last act, yeah. And the fact that they did this early on was just just a stroke of genius. It had me invested in the film right away. Yeah, I felt the same, and I said that it reminded me. I was like, this is like righting the wrongs of Beverly Hills Wedding yeah. because uh, I'm glad this was its own movie. Uh, but I did. I was like, oh, that's funny because this is what should have happened in Beverly Hills, Hills Wedding, which was the same thing that I was thinking of. So, yes, I'm so happy that Victoria had the awareness to realize, oh, you know, and she said, I'm planning a, a normal Victoria Lewis wedding, right. which she would be planning for her regular clients. But this is her best friend. And obviously, this isn't them. You know, right. this isn't really what And they had a conversation about it. And then she was able to fix it. Like, loved it. Loved, loved, loved that. I'd love to see more of this. Yes. So you want to you talk technical too? Do we have time for technical? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes, we have time. There's always time for technical. Uh, honestly, I don't have much. I mean, everything was, was pretty much perfect for me. Um, there were some really beautiful shots. Like I said, that one, uh, Victoria at the rehearsal dinner shot beautifully. Uh, lighting was well, you know, for the most part, interior lighting was done well. Um, they, the, the one, the one little hiccup, I'm going to be a little nitpicky because you guys can tell I already love this film so much. So I, I can be a little nitpicky in the very beginning they do this shot where they like kind of uh, push into Victoria, and it's a crane. You can tell it's a crane because the camera starts you know, high, zooms in, and then goes back out and zooms in. It's like the same shot three times in a row. And all I could think about was they have a crane, and they're going to get the most use out of this thing that they can <laughs> because they just repeat the shot so much. And even you know, at the end, which I know you want to talk about, they do the same thing except they, they pull out it's the same shot from the very beginning on a crane where they pull out and it just it wasn't needed I just felt like you know because you have something you don't need to overuse it I felt that was overused but that's the only the only little nitpicky thing I have for this film on the technical side yeah I thought 
I didn't notice that, um, <laughs> per use. Uh, but I, I did think, uh, and we do, we called her out earlier, but Claire Niederprum, who we were very impressed with, uh, directed As Luck Would Have It, mm-hmm. which is one of our faves. And I feel like she's just now, like, going to be known for directing these, like, amazing movie like these movies on this like amazing scale just like she did in ireland and then here in paris like i just feel like that even though these places are so beautiful i feel like it's hard to like sort of make sure you're capturing the essence of it and we talk about these places being like characters in the movie and i just thought she did a beautiful job with this one with paris because i mean it's Paris. Who doesn't love Paris? Uh, and I felt like she definitely brought us into that world, into that experience with them. I love when movies can like really bring you in there and you feel like you're there with oh, yeah. the characters. Yeah, I mean, it, it made me want to go. I mean, some of the shots they did, obviously the Eiffel Tower scene was done well. It, it was kind of weird, though, because I felt like the camera was almost on an angle. Like it wasn't the horizon was a little off. It was it was strange that that scene there. Um, but still beautiful though. Were you, was your head just tilted? It might have been. It might have been. <laughs> it was just tilted to the side. But on the bridge, um, where they're they're there, and it's like afternoon sunlight dripping down on them, and uh, Victoria and Jacques are just having that conversation. Beautiful conversation too. Uh, just shot so wonderfully. Like just romantic vibes they used it for the promo because it was such a beautiful shot a romantic vibes left and right really just beautifully done um and it you're right it brought us in here as they're doing their tour de france not the bike obviously <laughs> we found that out as they're doing their tour de france they we kind of traverse the city and it's just really really nice like i feel like i'm on that sort of excursion with them yeah like every scene was just beautiful and i i felt like i didn't want it to end like i just wanted them to go to every location yeah. i wanted to see everywhere they went um well because we're you know it's that that french word that jacques says you know wonder with no purpose the flaneur yes the flaneur yes to stroll just to experience and stroll and that's and that's what this movie was like stroll just strolling through the streets of paris with this couple that are you know reigniting sparks what a treat. What an absolute treat. So, Sparks. Let's get into <laughs> the Sparks. Jacques. Is Sparks his middle name? Perhaps. <laughs> uh, even even when he shows up late, I didn't even care. I didn't, I, he, could do, he could do no wrong. Um, he does do something wrong, and okay. I'm going to talk about it. But before that, uh, let's talk about the Sparks. Because that's my territory. And boy, were they a flying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One scene in particular. Well, there's many, there are many scenes. But the, the scene, yes, the scene where you talk about where they see each other at the, like, welcome dinner. I feel like every time they see each other, it's just, like, this, like, magnetism. magnetism. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah, we're, look at that. We, we said it at the same time. Like, that. he knew the word. It was like a magnet. You were pulling <laughs> it out of my mouth. I feel like Jacques had so many lines. I don't know how Joie knew how to write, like, the most romantic man in the world. Like, does she does she know a person like this? Like, where <laughs> is this coming from? Stay away from... Um, <laughs> I... I have to say that this movie, and I don't say this very often about Hallmark movies, this movie was so sexy. Mm-hmm. Can we say that word? I think so. I know this is a Hallmark podcast. No, it was. It's clean. <laughs> it, it was. Just like the looks, they you could tell how attracted they were to each other. Yeah. And it was just... It was just a joy to watch. And Jacques was so like just his accent and the way he like flirted. There's a line where he he thinks that she is the one getting married. And then when he finds out she's not, he's like, you see like the relief on his face. Like, oh, thank God. (laughs) 
Um, and then she's like, well, are you seeing anybody? And he's like, I see you. <laughs> I'm not going to try to do his accent, but uh, just that. I was just like a puddle. Like, I just. No, I mean, he, he crushed it. And he even has a line. Like, I keep saying, he's like, he's almost too good to be true. You know, he has this line where uh, I think she calls him. I can't remember the scene exactly, but she calls him like a fairy tale prince. You know, when, he, when she finds out that he has this, like, huge chateau, oh, yeah. this mansion, and he's like, I don't need a chateau for that. <laughs> like, he already knows that he's, like, legit the fairy tale prince, you know? Yeah, he, he knows. But the scene that I really wanted to talk about uh, was the cooking. Oh, my goodness. The cooking what a scene. scene. Lighting? Oh. <laughs> the lighting. That's where I was going. <laughs> was that lighting, man? Um, a simple scene. Jacques just putting putting an apron on Victoria, just tying oh, yeah. tying an apron on her. And wouldn't you know, that was like that was like the sexiest scene I've seen in a long time, especially in a Hallmark movie. The they were the looks like mm-hmm. they did, they weren't even saying anything really. I think he was talking about eggs. Saying that they needed eggs for the, the dish they were making and yeah. Holy crepe. I'm going to keep that one in my back pocket. You won't get sick of it, I promise. What, how did you feel about that scene? That scene, I mean, that yeah, that scene was incredibly uh, sultry. Sultry. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I, I think you, you nailed it. I mean, that scene was pretty much everything. And it, it's funny to me because some of your some of your favorite romantic scenes I feel like have very little words spoken if at all and it goes to show you that it's really all about the connection these two characters have the looks they give each other the sort of um, nonverbal cues that they're giving off that really sell the romance in these films you don't need to have this huge uh, monologue of you know my feelings for you this is why I feel for you sometimes it's just that those looks a look yeah and so when he's putting on the apron on her Yes, definitely. Uh, that was the scene for me. That was that was the kiss. That was the before ending kiss for me. Yeah, uh, but even though yes, a lot of my favorite scenes are with no dialogue. The dialogue in here, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, was great. So I think you. I don't know when we were live tweeting. You may have said it that this is like shaping up to be one of the most like quotable movies yeah. because like i feel like most of my notes are just like quotes, quotes from from Jacques, yeah. uh of course but yeah he what he takes her to this wall of i love you's where these artists like mm-hmm. wrote you know i love you in all these different languages um and then she, there's like these like red specks on it and she's like what are those mean and it's about like broken hearts and she's like why would you have broken a broken heart you know on a wall of i love you and he says well to love fully you have to, I'm, I'm really trying not to do it with the french accent it's really it. hard you can do it to love fully you have to embrace a broken heart i wrote the same thing down because it's so good it's so true so true uh yeah it was beautiful it was beautiful and you know it's funny you you talk about you know the, the quotes and everything and the apron scene, you know, being probably the sexiest scene in this film. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention the, the part where he takes his, his hand, wipes sugar off of her lip, and then licks his finger. Well, I have that in here also. That? I was like, whoa. That one was more, like, flirty to me. Okay. I mean, it was sexy, but it wasn't as intimate as the... It was intimate. <laughs> But it wasn't as like I felt like the 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 kitchen scene was much yeah. more like. And doesn't she say something like, "Did I even have sugar on my face? Did you just do that?" To yeah, you? yeah. She says, "Oh, did you just do that to like get closer to me?" And he says something like, "I don't need an excuse to get closer to you." I was just like, "Oh my gosh, who is this person?" <laughs> so, let's talk a little bit about the real hero of this film. Jacques is awesome. He handles Cameron right away, by the way. Completely handles Cameron. You know, Cameron's trying to come off. Jacques just puts him aside. Uh, let's talk about the true hero, which is Cameron's girlfriend, 
that he brought to this wedding. Uh, her name is Jen. Jen is played by... Amanda Blake. Who was awesome. Amanda was live tweeting as well. Um, she was great, first of all. Amanda was great. I think this is her first Hallmark film. I would love to see Amanda in more. Um, I think it would be really fun to see her like, as a little spinoff, maybe, from this. We did start a just well we didn't but she started a justice for hashtag um, justice hashtag for Jen justice for Jen because this poor this poor woman first of all I mean dealing with Cameron I don't know how you do it but then dealing with Cameron as he tells you that he still has feelings for Victoria and then still being cool not just with Cameron but with Victoria herself not mad at Victoria at all they have a little conversation another great adult conversation. You know, they're friends, basically. And then, you know, Jen does a great thing where she's like, look, Cameron, we're, we can be friends. Let's start there. Hopefully she doesn't take him back. I want to see her have her own film where maybe she stays in France, travels over to somewhere, <laughs> finds that romance, finds her Jacques. Um, I mean, thank God it was in Paris, but he took her to, you know, takes her all the way to France for a wedding as his date where he just is like, I still have feelings for my ex. And, and I'm going to pursue that. So at least, you know, she's still in Paris. So there's that, you know, you can't be too bummed about that. But still, I mean, just what an awful yeah, thing to do. Awful experience. But yeah. she looks on the bright side and it's just really cool. She, you know, blends right in with, with her friends, with Victoria and her friends. And yeah. Just really, really awesome to see. Yeah, I think she was great. Um, okay, just real quick, I know we're, this is gonna, like we said, it's gonna be the longest podcast ever, but, uh, I, this might be considered technical. I want to talk a little bit about Jacques, his chateau. Yeah. What a, what a chateau it was. And I specifically want to talk about the floors. Okay. In the chateau. Okay, sure. It's very specific. But Whatever okay. those floors were, I want that in my house. I don't remember the floors. I don't know why these floors. Oh drew my you gosh! In. You don't remember the floors. I remember the outside of the chateau. That's what struck me. The outside. They were like the checkered. Floors. It was like an orange, like a rust checkered, like marble sort of looking floor. A rust checkered marbled floor. I'm imagining something from the 70s. Like I don't know. No, it, the flooring was incredible. And well, set so technical set design right there for you. Uh, location scouting, all that stuff goes into this. And Claire, you know, did the the Irish one as well. Um, as luck would have it, again we have a bachelor with a chateau with a castle. You know, it seems to be a theme here. Uh, it works out. It works out really well because the chateau, just like another one, becomes like a little bit of a character themselves. Like done so well and i keep thinking like i said the outside of it just gorgeous the grounds are beautiful and can we talk about the fact that he has a kitchen outside yeah it's awesome i want that i i saw that kitchen i'm like i need that kitchen right now i was just like this is amazing and they had that little romantic dinner with the lights and just lit so beautifully like that to me is just whining and dining talk about romance then he busts out the old postcards oof, oof. letters Again, you know so fun fact about me is that i had a pen pal when i was in high school as well probably about the same age as victoria and shock were this is why you like this movie so much um, I, don't, I don't know if i like where this is going but go ahead <laughs> Well, my story's a little different. My pen pal was uh, not from Paris. Mm -hmm. He was from New Jersey. A little different. So, so that so. would have been a different type of movie, different, right. a whole different movie. Um, but we did write letters for a short time. Well, not a short time. We did end up meeting. We dated briefly. Right. But he was in New Jersey and I was in Louisiana. So much like Victoria and Jacques, I was supposed to make a trip to New York to see him and it didn't, didn't, didn't work out. It. We were like, this isn't going to work. We're too far apart. And, and so, so we broke up. 
So that, that's why you like this movie so much. But I see it. I our see story, it all now. I see it all now. Our story does not end in the same way because I am with you. Well, this is interesting. Are you the Cameron? Because my Cameron and my Cameron. We've we... been together almost nine years. Uh oh, I'm the Cameron in this situation. I'm the Cameron. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. So my story is a little different, but I did. It was like a nice, you know, sort of like reminiscent thing to be. Oh, I have a similar sort of yeah, situation. Writing to a pen pal. Writing to a pen pal. A romantic so, notion across the sea. Kind so of that convert. New Jersey, Paris, you know, um, that scene where they talk about the, where he gives her, shows her he still has the letters. Um, I really, really liked that scene and I resonated with it in a different way was that she talks about how she didn't really think their love was real, that it was just like a puppy love. And that's sort of like how I feel about that relationship that I had was that it was just a puppy love. You know, just sort of like a thing, young kids. And I think that does happen. And that's where my story ended. Right. (laughs) But they talk about that they didn't think, that she didn't know if the love was real. But he, like, when he says, you broke my heart. Oh, I felt that. And and when he says, when did you stop believing in fairy tales? Yeah. Again, Jacques just coming out with all the wisdom. (laughs) All the wisdom. He's a wise man. But that scene was really was really great, and she and when she says that she didn't know if their love was real, and he says, "Isn't all love real?" I mean, if Jacques doesn't write a book, I don't I don't know anything. <laughs> but of course, you know, Cameron Cameron's getting jealous. And of so, course, even though even though Jacques handles him beautifully throughout the film, yeah, just basically tells him to back off, essentially. Uh, you know, Cameron tries to confront him, and it just goes poorly for Cameron. Oh, God, we have to talk about the conflict. We're we're here, aren't we? Yeah. So if you're if you're you know a listener of the podcast, you know how I feel about conflict. I generally don't like it. It's a little unrealistic. Ends up with someone not answering their cell phone, gets blown out of proportion. Just I I I dislike it. However, this conflict had me yelling at the TV screen, like I I couldn't believe it. Uh, after Cameron try, you know, confronts Jacques, basically says, you know, she's with me kind of thing, just really just awful, goes out, Cameron goes out and kisses Victoria. Mm. And I, I literally, I literally shouted no at the TV screen. I think with everyone on Twitter, we were live tweeting, I think everyone yeah. was shouting no. Probably the most painful thing I've seen. And of course, Jacques comes down the, the garden path, sees it, just it killed me inside i didn't hate it just because you know it was needed in a sense you know we had to have that that moment um but golly that killed me that killed me yeah i didn't hate that part what i hated and this is where jacques flaw comes in okay was how it was handled they didn't have an adult conversation because he wouldn't pick up his phone right and we've talked about this. Oof. We've talked about this to Joie. <laughs> so I don't know if she did this one on purpose. No, I feel like she wrote this one before we talked to about it to her. But I was just like, oh my gosh. Jacques has been the picture of perfection. Yeah. This whole, you know, movie. And then... And then he's right back to, you know, pin pal Jacques. Yeah, ghosting. I think the kids call ghost- it ghosting. <laughs> ghosting her. Uh, and I was, I was a little disappointed yeah. that he, even when they meet and he comes to talk to her, they still handle it very immaturely, in my opinion. Well, I think he's, he's hurt. So I think that he's, he's they, lashing out a little bit. They are but that's hurt. not Jacques. That's not the Jacques we got to but know. But why wouldn't he bring up that he saw them kiss? Like, she doesn't know do. that he saw that. They never do. So she just, they both assume. And yeah. you know what assuming does. Yeah, it's We've, wrong. Yes. So that was the, the downfall for me. Uh, the one thing that I didn't like about this movie was... 
how they handled that. That they just made assumptions about each other in that moment, got upset, and then walked away. Yeah. No, I, I didn't like it. And what, what happened when he finally did show up is they kind of, you know, they had an argument about something else, you know, but just, it's, yeah, it was frustrating. It was frustrating for me. Um, but I think because I hated it so much, because I hated Cameron so much, because I don't know, it just, it, it worked for me. It didn't work. Yeah. I liked it more than I should have because I just hated Cameron so much. But the whole time, the whole time you're just looking at this Cameron guy and you're like, Victoria, this is not 12 years or not. I mean, come on, you know, forget even take looks off the table, you know, cause that's subjective, right? Take looks off the table. We have a French man, Chateau, cooks. A kitchen outside. Kitchen outside. The whole package, the whole package. We have Cameron dumps you, right, after 12 years, goes out with someone after six months, someone that he is bringing to a wedding. So this is not just like a fling, someone that he's bringing to a wedding. Yeah. You know, hashtag justice for Jen. Uh, <laughs> it, there's no contest here. There's no contest here, but to Victoria there is. And so that, that became a little unrealistic to me towards the end when you're like, okay, come on. Like Jacques is just, is, he's too good. Like this is no contest. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a pain point for me in this film. But again, it's a minor thing. You know, it, it happens. Uh, they make up for it. I feel like because they they talk it out. Um, eventually, eventually they talk it out. Well, it doesn't last. You know, two weeks or you know, oh two goodness. years yeah. or anything like that. Or three months. The three the three month two to three months rule. Yeah. Yeah. So at least it's like the night after or you know something like that um and they just need a little a little time to breathe a little clarity and and then you know they're fine oh before we get into the ending i do want to talk about another one of my favorite scenes pretty much every scene that victoria and Jacques were in was my favorite and again we can't go through every single thing but we're coming close to it though this scene i do need to talk about because it's very important. Okay. Uh, they're walking and she, you know, she's talking about being like a, a, a Parisian that she's, you know, he says Paris isn't, uh, Parisian doesn't mean you're, uh, you live in Paris. It means when you were in Paris, you like come alive or something like that. God, it's beautiful, isn't it? I know. And so <laughs> then she's like saying that she... Oh, I love the line. She says, I'm here and I miss it already. Ugh. Like she's in Paris, but she misses already. And I felt that. Yeah. I felt that. Um, because I was watching the movie and I knew when it ended, like I was like, I'm watching this movie, but I miss it already. <laughs> like it's going to end and I'm going to miss it. So she she yells out, you know, into into the universe, to me manque, which uh, Paris, which she says, Oh, that means I miss you, Paris, right? And he says, uh, well, not really. God, why do I want to do his accent? He says, not really. He says, it actually means you are missing from me. Oh. And I was just, I was not well. I, <laughs> I felt, I was just like, oh, oh my, my gosh, is this, how is this? a person a real thing i mean he's not he's just a character um well, we're not sure yet. We're gonna... <laughs> i don't know we gotta talk to joie about this um but yes that scene it was it was just so wonderful and it does tie into later on in the movie so that leads us to to the end mm -hmm. to the end of the movie where she realizes what she has to do. We didn't even mention Tracy and Mike ask her to officiate the wedding. Mm -hmm. So she's having trouble with it. And then she realizes, oh my gosh, of course, I will use Jacques' words because he is like a master. As we of, know by now, he is yeah, a poet, basically. Basically. Um, so she calls her mom to find one of the letters that he wrote to her about talking about love and... Um, so as she's like reciting the speech, he shows up fashionably late as usual mm -hmm. 
in this like James Bond suit. I'm he was he was looking very handsome. Mm-hmm. So uh talk also for weddings, as far as weddings go in movies, I thought this wedding was so beautiful. If yeah, we don't get they if we don't grounds. get married in a garden in France at a chateau, then we shouldn't get married I at agree. all. I agree. I agree. We're gonna find that chateau. <laughs> so they meet up at the reception, and they talk. Um, finally. Finally. He stops ghosting her. And they're like, you know, so sorry, sorry, and they're you know saying that they want to be together. They don't know how to do it because she's in L.A. I think and. He's in France, obviously. Right. Uh, so they're like, how are we going to make this work? And they're like, I don't know, but we have to fight for this. And, oh gosh, there's just more lines. Like, it was just like line after line. He says something like, I thought you had to set it free. Uh, something like, you, I didn't realize, like, he could do both. That he could set her free, but also keep her close. I'm butchering it. I should have. You are. Ri- I should have written it down. And then she says, "To me mock," which, as we now know, means you are missing from me. And then he says, "Not anymore." Oh. <laughs> um. And then, like a single tear fell down my cheek. And uh. And then we have the kiss. Yeah. No, it, it was it was a nice payoff. It was a nice payoff after that conflict. It was a very nice payoff. They both looked beautiful. The backdrop was beautiful. Well, the we wedding. should also we should also say, and again, set decor, set design was just knocking it through the park here, knocking it out of the park. Um, while this is happening, so th- this is like a real downturn in the film because her friends are having doubts, you know, in their own relationships, and so there's this whole side plot that we didn't even touch on with her friends. Like everything's just falling apart here. And so there's this nice breath of, of happiness right at the end that really lifts your spirits up. And that is that is part of it where, you know, the Tumamok thing. Um, and you're like, okay, finally. And they have the kiss. And why don't you, romantic expert that you are, talk to me about the kiss. I'll talk to you about that crane pulling out from that kiss. <laughs> so I've watched it twice already. So I have a little, I've had time to digest. Yeah. The kiss was good. Yeah. This is my only, and I felt like I had the same issue with um, another movie, but like the whole movie, or several movies, that the whole movie seemed perfect up until the kiss. Right. So this kiss was lovely, and it was very nice. For as much, I feel like, passion that they were feeling throughout this whole movie, I, I guess I was expecting a little more passion. Yeah, maybe um, hand on the back of the head kind of passion. <laughs> a dip. Yeah. Uh, no, it was very sweet. But my one, so it wasn't even the kiss that I had the real issue with. Um, it was that it was immediately cut to, so we, we get the kiss, and then it cuts to like this weird angle um, where they're like shrouded in shadow. So you can't really see. I don't remember that. The kiss very well. And then it's just a slow zoom out. Mm-hmm. So we don't get like a good tight tight in. Yeah, hold, hold on the, kiss. the kiss. I mean, this this happens a lot in these films um, where the, the, you hold the kiss. You hold it tight on the kiss and then maybe go to a wide. But you don't you don't push out. Yeah. Because I know I know that's like traditional in the sense of old Hollywood where you, you know, you push out. There's the the title card at the end. You don't need to do that. Let, let's let's hammer in on that kiss a little bit. Well, that was my only thing that I thought maybe that's what they were going for. The old, yeah. old, because they do talk about old movies yeah. in this movie. That was my only gripe with it was that I would have liked to be a little bit more like close in on the kiss for a little bit longer before we zoom out, um, just because we've been waiting for it yeah. for this whole movie. Everyone's been waiting. For Everyone's it. been waiting for it. Um, so that was my only issue, but it was a nice kiss, what we could see. Mm-hmm. And I do like that we get the zoom out. We do get to see the beauty of the the whole chateau and of the wedding um, because it was a very much like group 
whole cast right. movie. And as you can see when they're zooming out, they are still kissing. So yeah. I do like that. Um, but I would have maybe liked to see it a little a little longer. I agree. I agree. Good points. And there that is it. it. That is there it, folks. It. That is probably... I bet this is going to be our longest one. It probably will be. Uh, and I'm okay with that. It is. Because it, it, we needed to talk about some... No, we wanted to talk so much about it because we both really resonated with it. Um, really one of our favorite ones. I mean, I think this is going to be one of our classics. This was part of the Summer Summer Nights yes. series. Yes. Magnifique. And, <laughs> and I didn't really talk about this too much, but um, just a great job... Not only capturing the director Claire capturing the city of Paris, um, but also capturing Paris in the spring, it, maybe in the summer. You know, there's flower blooms. There are some shots of some blooming flowers. Love to see that because again, summer nights. I want to feel that summer. Great job doing that. Um, but this film, something truly special. If if y'all haven't seen it, please check this one out. I, I honestly can't say enough good things Do, about it. Does it get a, a chef's kiss? Mm-hmm. Chef kiss. <laughs> chef kiss for that for sure. Uh, yes. Definitely one of, of my fun. favorites. Uh, of beautiful, so romantic. Acting extremely so well. So funny. It just it checks off all the marks. So please make sure to check it out. Yes. And I feel bad about whatever summer nights film is coming up next. <laughs> I'm. I mean. Well, I'm pretty excited about this next one. I I don't know if it's gonna you know beat this one. Um, well, I mean even even. Regardless, how do you beat Paris? I mean, how do you beat Paris for a romantic summer night? You can't. I am excited to see it. Um, I mean, who's not excited for Chad Michael Murray? That's true. So stay tuned for that Mm -hmm. next week. uh, We'll be back with that episode. Yep. Thank you, everyone. Make sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple, all the things. Wherever you can listen to a podcast. And Um, also make sure to uh, like and subscribe, review. If you can, uh, they, all that stuff just really helps us out. And as always, we love hearing from you. I, I love hearing from our fans. So please make sure to drop us a message if you have some questions or if you'd just like to uh, share your thoughts about these films as well. So thanks, everyone. Yes, thanks.